Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Sure is getting hectic out there. A lot of crazy stuff, but you know, when the weather starts warming up, that's just what happens. People want to go around. Oh, speaking of going around, travelers, there is a wonderful little shop just down the street. They're called Easy Roller Dice Company. Why don't you head on over there and buy yourself a few things. You know, I see you've been thinking about buying some new dice. Why don't you treat yourself to a real fancy set? Because you know what? You've been working hard, and you deserve it. So go on down there to the Easy Roller Dice Company at EasyRollerDice.com and use the promo code BALLAD7DICE and get 10% off your entire order. Not sure how all that stuff works, but you're a pretty smart person, traveler. Anyway... Oh my goodness, how long is it going to take? Right. Sorry, wing over. Go over and see him before he throws a fit. Ah, greetings there, travelers. It's not like I've been waiting forever. Anyways, thanks for coming by. Sorry I'm a little snippy. It's just I'm I'm a little tired right now. And you know how it is. You get a little grumpy and sometimes you do a little snip, little snap. Yeah, that's just how it is, you know, being an adult and all that such. But, uh, travelers, we got a nice little piece of fan mail here. This one came in on a raven. Uh, ravens are so much fun to receive mail from because they always try to poke out your eyes and hurt you, and they're never appreciative of, you know, you feeding them a little, little something, some seeds. They're always just super mad. It's a great time. <clears throat> it says... Lovely! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Five stars. This is a podcast definitely worth a listen, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. And from Alicia M. via Appel Podcasts from Canada. Oh, fancy. That was nice. I like that. That was nice and short and sweet. Thank you. Uh, let's see. What else other... Oh. Now, I know we've been having a little bit of trouble with interns from BattleBots, and it isn't BattleBots' fault. Understand that. It's these darn interns that just come wandering in, and I'm always late to go to the counter to be like, got an intern for me today, and I know, I know. But actually, I found out one of my old friends was going over to the BattleBots College. Come on over here, Melvin. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Hello. Thank you for letting me on here, Wingover. I'm having so much fun right now. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Melvin, why don't you just, like, spice it up a little, you know, just like, a little more spizzazz. We're bards here. Oh. I'm sorry. Does this sound better? Am I a little better, Wingover? Greetings, travelers. I just wanted to tell you about the wonderful deals from BattleBards. You can go to BattleBards.com and gather some fantastic sound effects, like an exhilarating fireball, or maybe even a fantastic lightning bolt. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Go on over to BattleBards.com and use the promo code BALLAD7DICE for 15% off your subscription. Is it subscription? Yes. Right. Thanks, travelers. Um, sorry about that. Thank you, Melvin. Uh, travelers, 
we have a nice little promo at the end today. Uh, be sure to stick around. They're a rather fantastic bardic group that we've become acquainted with. They are sacrosanct. They are a wonderful story that just takes you over to the northern parts of uh, Faerun. Much like us, we're a little more south, but they're up there and they're in their own cool, unique home-brewed... What is home-brewed? It's what well, they have their own city, which is cool, and they have this fantastic Hunger Games as story that's going on, where the nobility decided, hey, we all have these prisoners and we have to feed them and such. What if we made them all fight to the death and fight against heroes and make it into a show? And so that's crazy stuff. Nobody has said, "Are you entertained yet?" But I'm pretty certain it it'll be there. It'll show. Now, uh, travelers, without further ado, let us begin today's episode. Hey, I'm Brent, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen. Last time on Ballad of the Seven Dice. Our heroes found themselves coming back to Sanctuary after a very tense meeting with Doomsayer and a little bit of manipulating some magics. They made their way back to Sanctuary, the City of Wonder. I don't know if it's actually called that, but you know. So our heroes went and they got a little bit of riches, so they decided, I'm gonna do a little bit of spending. Emzy and Kelsar went to go have a little drink at the Volga Unicorn and have a chat. Ronnie decided to dump all his money on a crazy suit, and Borodon decided to give some donations after some heavy thought on the subject. So after this time, our heroes all got met up by a young lad who was delivering papers. They all received an invitation to Ima Orlek for a dinner party, and so he went around, gathered each of you, led Ronnie around because Ronnie can't read, and you all are now standing in front of Imer's manor. So as you all get to this area, you look around and there are these massive three, four story houses. Like these beautiful, incredible, large constructed places where numerous families could live in them, but you know there's only one small family. And you look around and you see right in front of you, there's this one and it has this beautiful wrought iron fence that goes around it. It's all black. And in the middle of the gate that leads into there, there's the symbol of a snake. And you know this is Imer Orlik's mansion that you're supposed to meet at. And the young man finishes leading Ronnie there, and he wipes the sweat off his brow. Well, sirs, um, this is the place, so I, I really must be going now. Is my suit ready? No, that suit's probably going to take a few days. 
That's the only thing you care about, right? Well, you asked them to find a bunch of gems and smelt that gold, and then with the gems, write jealous on the back. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the fucking jealous. Uh, and you want to tell them how it's spelt, Lucas? It's <laughs> J E L L U S. Uh, G E L space U S. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Alright, so you guys are standing in front of this house, this giant mansion, and there's this manicured garden that's all in the front of the house, and it's surrounded by this black iron gate. And a symbol of a snake? Yeah, right in the center. Can I make a knowledge history on that? Sure. 18. So you're looking over this, and you're just kind of hemming and hawing, and then it comes to you. This is the noble house of Orlek. You remember listening to a few of the people whenever you were walking into the headquarters, and they'd be talking about a few of the noble houses. You remember someone mentioning that the snake was tied to House Orlek. And you also remember that the house is generally there for helping with assistance on trading and things in the market with foreign places. Okay. I'll say that to the group. Guys, I guess we should head in. Yeah, for sure. Alright. I guess I'll knock. So you go up, and you open up the gate, walk up to the door, and you give it a few quick curt knocks. And it takes a moment, but what's really strange is you hear what sounds like a good dozen locks being opened while this person's trying to get through the door. And then the door swings open. There's an older man there. He's wearing a suit that makes him appear to be a butler or something. And he's staring at you. Ah, yes. Are you Death Shift or some such? Yes. That's us. Do come in. The young lord is expecting you in the dining hall. Uh, thank, thank you. So he extends a hand to welcome you all in. And as you all walk into this house, you look around and it is real nice. You go into this lavishly decorated area, which seems to just be the sitting room that they just let their guests chill in. And you see this overstuffed chair just sitting right near this open fireplace and there's a number of the other ones sat around and you see these shoved together bookshelves filled with books there's decanters of wine and other alcohols there are harps playing themselves and little plates filled with snacks do wait here while i go get the hall ready and you see him wander over and before he leaves he locks the front door with what looks to be seven different keys I uh, told I taught the board on and MZ, please keep Bonnie away from the booze right now. What? I basically don't drink. Yeah, but we have to keep Ronnie away from the away from the booze. Oh, okay. I'm eating all the snacks. As Kelsar is saying that, I'm holding like two glasses of whatever was left out for us and I'm like just about to pass him on. <laughs> Damn it, MZ! <laughs> I'm like stuffing I'm stuffing our hors d'oeuvres in my mouth. Grandpa Dubsy! <laughs> have some restraint! <laughs> oh, this is so good. So you guys have been there for maybe two minutes, but you've already devoured every last snack that was on those plates, and you've downed at least one of the decanters. Mm -hmm. And it has been fantastic food. It's so damn good. Wait, is it any better than the ones that I used to drink and eat back home? No, I'd say this is akin to places that you visited, oh, like okay. going to other nobles' houses and then mm. having dinner there. So good. So I'll just say, yeah, that's that's okay-ish. 
it's, it's not great. <laughs> God! I have eaten better. Way God. better. But we're going for it on your soap. So Posh <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh look around a little bit. Not like walking around all the rooms or anything, but just kinda like Like this room? Yeah, and just like if there's any open doors, you know, I'm kinda maybe looking through them a little bit, you know, like just Sure. Give me an investigation roll. Thirteen. Okay. So while you're walking around, there's actually something you notice. While you're looking at the different bookshelves, you see there's a number of little ornaments, little things that would make people go, oh, wow, that looks so nice. They're so fancy. But you don't really care about that. That's not important. The thing that catches your eye is when you finally make it to the window. You see that each and every window is actually locked in this place. There are no open windows for you to get out of. Just to, just to show everybody that, I'll like go to open the window and show them that it's like not opening and whenever you try to open up any of the side doors you notice all of them are locked any door you try in this place is locked and it all seems to be locked from the other side hmm this is concerning feels like a prison here guys we should be on alert just in case hold on you said you said the doors are locked yeah so we're locked in a room right now no, this room has, like, an open arch that leads to the front door and hallway, but any other door that you actually try going through to different rooms, it's all locked. Oh, okay. So they're just cautious. Someone's a little paranoid. Yeah. We should be careful, just like what we did when we were uh, rescuing Aaron Bordeaux. Remember that people can transform into these creatures. Yeah, but why would they summon everybody at the same time? Wouldn't it be easier... If they picked us up, like killed us, like each one instead of having the entire group here. Maybe it would be easier for him to take us all out in one fell swoop. <laughs> Unless they are going to, I don't know, maybe the ceiling is going to fall on top of our heads, I guess, but... It very well could, Borodon. So as you feel the ceiling <laughs> shudder and come down on See? it... <laughs> Some debris, right? <laughs> falling off of the ceiling. You just hear like a... <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys are all hanging out there and relaxing and just, you know, chatting, searching around, a young maid comes up. Ah, Death Shift, the young lord will see you now. Please follow me. Thank you. Where, where, is, she, where is she taking us? Like, is she taking us through some halls and stuff like that? Yeah, so she starts leading you through these halls, like just a number of them turning here and there, and you start seeing these large paintings all along the walls, just the proud family members looking very stern as they stare forward. And as you go through, you finally get to the painting that you figure is the young lord. He's a good-looking young man. He has long, straight black hair. He's standing, wearing wizarding robes, looking very stern while he holds onto a wand. Okay. So you guys are being led through this, and there's a number of twists and turns. And it's not to the point that it's disorienting, but it's definitely a little weird as you're going through this mansion. And I, I'm assuming that as we're walking down the hall, if I, like, grab a door handle, try to open a door at all quietly, they're all locked? Yeah. So is the house bigger on the inside, or is it just simply because it's large? No, it's just a really big place. 
So as the maid leads you down the halls, you finally make it to the dining hall. And she pulls out a key and unlocks a few different locks on this side. And as she opens it up, there is a very large dining hall in here. You see a table set up with this beautiful large spread, and who you assume to be the Lord is sitting at the head of the table. He looks up from his plate and says, Ah, you must be Death Shift. Please come in, take a seat. And you see standing behind him, there's a number of guards that are just by each of the windows. People keep misspelling the reborn, uh, but that's, that's fine. I'll keep using the same joke over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you all go into the room and take a seat, and the maid locks the door behind you and just goes to stand by the door and smiles at you all. Why, why do you lock every door? <laughs> well, it's been a frightening world lately, one could say. What? Why did you summon us? Oh, that's for sure. I've summoned you because I've heard of your exploits. Your people that will just challenge that cult right out in the open. Damn right we will. We won't stop until Matthews has been purged from this world. Yep. Matthews? Matthews and his ilk. Who? Who is Matthews? Is it Matthew or Matthews? Matthews, he's one of the leaders of this disgusting cult. Interesting. I'll be sure to let other people know. A lot of us in nobility, we're just so tired of this cult. We want something done already, but everyone seems too afraid to act. And then I heard about you all. And you're each getting all this food handed towards you. There is food being passed around, food being poured onto your plates. You have these cups that are constantly being filled up with wine by the maids and butlers around this area. As well as you see that Imer himself is just chowing down while he's talking. And I heard, right at the vulgar unicorn, you good sir, just ran right at those cultists with your shield. Yeah, that's right. So anyways... I, I get it. you. Got you think we're amazing, so people are singing our exploits now. Well, there are some, but there are some that choose to see the chosen as a menace. But I see you all as very necessary. What do you need us for? Let's just cut to the chase already. Well, I would like to help fund your adventures. Why? Because if you're under-equipped, if you're underfunded and don't have the necessary supplies, who will champion our cause when you're slain? What's the catch? Take out the cult. They're a plague upon our city. Hmm. How many people have gone missing already? How many people from our noble families have gone mad joining into this fervor? How does this benefit you, exactly? You personally? Well, for starters, I could see my wife again. I haven't seen her since she joined this cult. Wait, hold up. Your wife joined this cult? Yes, and a number of other nobility have joined. How do you think they're getting their funding? Oh, oh. So, okay. Maybe if there's a way... That's shitty. Let's not soon burn it on. But what if we can get, get to the source? Maybe we could find your wife and the other nobility... We can get them away from this cult. This could would really hinder them in the long run. Because if they don't have funding, if they have less funding, then they wouldn't be able to do as much damage, right? Yes, exactly. 
if we could somehow cast a bad light, something terrible, something to show everyone else that this cult is god-awful to be a part of, then many of the nobility will flee from being associated with them. It's perfect. I hate the way they smile. It is... it disturbs me. It is not a smile, good tiefling. It is a sign of aggression. Uh, that's kind of the energy I've been getting from them. They're baring their teeth like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, man with the strange hair. He said your hair is strange. <laughs> I like this guy. So I thought this cult was... It was pretty clear that they were evil. You know, I mean, there is an entire... There is a headquarters of people that fight this cult in the city. Maybe there's spellcrafting involved. Maybe there's, they're manipulating their minds. Well, think about it in this light. You're all not from around here. And a lot of these cultist members, they are from here. They're all members and citizens of Sanctuary. People in the same guild, the same neighborhood. And it's easy for them to paint you as all the monsters because when these strange people from your organization show up, they're from different worlds, different planets, they look strange, they have strange abilities, and everywhere they go, death follows, it's easy to say they're the problem, and people will see the cult in a sympathetic light. And that is the problem. So how do we turn that into our favor, then? Any ideas? You have to put them in a bad light. You need to find evidence, some sort of thing they're doing to show everyone, look, these people are terrible. And so all these smiling, happy people will suddenly be shown for the kind of monsters they are. We do have a witness, right? We do. What's the name of that person that we saved? Aaron Bordeaux. He's, uh, he's at the headquarters right now. And he could be used as one witness. He has, he does know some stuff, but... Is this Aaron Bordeaux a good person to be the face of this cause? Is he someone of notable renown? He's not the best face. Um, he yeah, he's he, not the best. He has, um, he has a can history. Can we backtrack for a second here? Uh, Borodon actually mentioned something, and maybe I, maybe I missed it. I wasn't listening properly or something. But why fund us when we've been here for not that long instead of funding the people who have been here the whole time mm -hmm. that's a good point mz because the people that have been here for a long time are now roped into the same problems nobility is they're stuck by laws they're stuck by regulations and reputation but you all just kick in the door so you're saying that we should do things off the books you want someone that could you want someone that could get shit done yeah, I guess. But still, just, just one second. Like, outside of the game, I thought there was, like, this huge headquarter. I, I totally forgot the name of it. And it was, like, in the open that they were fighting the cult. So I, I just feel like it's yeah. it's awkward, you know? That's a good point. Like, it's okay. <laughs> if he wants to fund us four, I guess. But still, it feels odd. I just want to know, if I could get you weapons, I could get you supplies, what is it that you could do about this problem? Well, let me let me ask you something. What can you get us that Astoria and the others can't? Access to certain restricted areas. 
maps that you could need. Maybe even get some foreign supplies that maybe the Chosen don't have access to. Can you get me a plus one longsword? I don't know what plus one means, but if you're talking about magic, then yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, we would definitely investigate your uh, the nobility and see how they're connected to the cult. I mean, just cutting off their supplies would definitely hurt the cult in the long run. But it's a matter of getting the message out to the people. Is there a way we can scry or something, a message, message of the evidence once we find it? Hmm. I have connections to people in the Lamplighters Guild. They're the ones who distribute the broadsides with all the local news. We could get it to them that way. Good. We're going to need them. Why don't you come back tomorrow evening after a sleep, and I'll have supplies ready for you, and we could think about maybe something that we could do. Hold up. we got to make sure that the group is okay with this. What do you guys think? I think we should sleep on it before we shake hands. I say we take the money. Uh, or first or anything. Uh, you can have Roni. Roni doesn't matter. But the rest of the group, I think we should talk about it. Because we don't know this lord. I, I, I'm speaking like, you know, very lowly, you know, like not loud. There's no reason we can't take supplies from both of them. I don't, I don't know if we should just, you know, be pawns on this guy's hand. Hold on. Well, I mean, we don't have to be... We can take what he's offering, and then if he tries to twist us into doing something that we all know is wrong, then we'll take him out back. Sure, but how do we know it's wrong? Because he knows the city way better than us. He may be just, I don't know, maybe just trying to take down another set of lords. You know, another house or something. I mean, I don't know what he expects from us. I'm just saying that we should be careful before... And I understand that we could just take, you know, like the supplies. And if he tells, like, I don't know, maybe the guards that we stole it, it would be his, you know, his word against ours. And we are clearly outsiders. So I'm, I'm just saying that we should be careful. Maybe there's a history on him that we could find out back at the home base. Exactly. I think we should talk to Astoria first. We'll do that. We'll consider your offer, and then we will be back with you tomorrow evening. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you. So you guys are going to head her on out? Yep. Hold on. Let me finish the soup. <laughs> okay, I'm good. So as you guys get up to go, the maid goes and unlocks the door for you all and just goes through the number of locks. And you see the young lord stands up and a guard escorts him out. And as they close the door behind him, they lock it. You guys are led through this winding house. And as soon as you get outside, they bid you good day and quickly lock the door behind you. And it's getting into the evening? Yep. Now it's the evening and you guys are full of drinks and food and standing outside. I hope he has more of that tomorrow. Don't you guys feel that's fishy? You know, like this whole situation? Yeah, I don't exactly trust him. Yeah. But we should take this time now to get as much information on him as we can. Sounds good. How about we head back to home base, get to Astoria, and see what information we can get, and then decide from there. 
So you guys start heading back to headquarters and walking down the street. And while you're walking down the street, I want you guys to make me a perception check. Doo -doo -doo. I uh, rolled a nat one, so I don't see shit. <laughs> you're partially blind now. Yeah, I just poked myself in the face. Seven. On brand. <laughs> I got a 17. So, MZ, you're the only one that sees this, but while you're all exiting the yard and you move through the iron gate, you just see something out of the corner of your eye. You look up at the third floor of a building and you see someone standing there in the window with a large smile, and they slowly close the curtain in front of them. Did you guys see that? See what? I can't see for some reason! What the shit? This glare <laughs> from the house! Up, up there in the window... It, it looked like someone was standing there, smiling, and then they just whipped the curtain shut. Jeez. Was this back at the? Was this coming from the manor? That one right there, and I'll point across the street. You know, like we are in a very complicated situation, right? Because I didn't know that the cult was this big. Complicated? This is batshit insane. I know, I know, I know, I know, but we are. In the, in the middle of a political conundrum, right? Because the problem is, if we start killing those lords, because they will probably fight us as well, we can just be thrown at the jail or be executed because, like, they wouldn't see them as, like, cult members. They will just see them as lords that are just going to... I don't know, they're... Hey, Borodon, where was that energy of not being thrown in jail uh, a few days ago? Okay, I'll let you have that. Does that house have any symbols like how this big gated manor has the symbol of a snake? Does that one have the symbol of anything? Like, is there anything? There's no noticeable symbols. It's probably a smaller house. It's still really fancy, but it's not as big as the one that you were just in. So you can't really see anything that would determine what it is. Okay. We head back to headquarters. We're gonna, uh, I guess we'll contact with Astoria. Mm -hmm. So you guys make it back to the headquarters, and it's a little bit later now. The sun's dipped down, and you're noticing it's starting to get a little chillier now as you're moving more into late summer. And as you step on into the headquarters, this has probably been the quietest you've ever seen it. There's no one really around aside from a couple people at one table. It's odd, eh? Where's everybody? Hmm. Taking a closer look, you see it's the three dwarves who are usually there arguing, and they're looking over a large map on a table. It is getting closer to the fall season. Maybe people don't want to be out this late. Yeah, so that's how strong the cult is then. They, they are creating their own curfew? It's possible, too. You can't say for sure. I mean, it's not, maybe not a decreed, but maybe... I don't know, they are so violent that people just don't leave their houses. That's, yeah. We really gotta put a stop to this. At least in Sanctuary. Well, everywhere, of course, but... I'm kinda curious about those dwarves. Are, aren't those the whole, like the... The same dwarves from the... Horny Unicorn? Vulgar Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> no. Horny Unicorn is completely <laughs> different tavern. It's a real different feeling in that yeah. tavern. 
You get a free ride in my unicorn. Ugh. <laughs> no, no. That's a good slogan, though. <laughs> Thank you. So are we going to talk to them? I'm going to go talk to them. You know, see if they want a drink. <laughs> no, Ronnie, mission. <laughs> mission? We're we'll waiting until tomorrow. No, we have to get information. Got all night. No. Ugh. I think we should do this ASAP. You know what, Ronnie? Go ahead. Whatever. I don't care. What? I'm heading back to HQ. Okay. All right, Ronnie, we'll do your thing first, but are all three of you guys heading off to Astoria's office? Mm-hmm. Sorry, what's, what are you doing? Ronnie's going to stay with these three dwarves in this commons area of the headquarters and have a drink, and the other two guys want to go over to Astoria's office. I'll go with Kelsar and Ordon this time. <laughs> Smart move. The voice of reason. Right? Ronnie. So you go up to these three dwarves, and they're all looking over this map, and you sit on down, and they all give you that chin nod, like, sup. What's up, guys? Sweet. I'm pulling up a chair, uh, sitting in it backwards, and, uh, yeah. Love it. Uh, what's on the map? Mm, we're looking over this here map. Uh, we're looking at Sword Coast. Since the caravan has changed direction and heading towards Waterdeep, we got to figure out where to cut them off. A lot of people over there in New Dawn are all trying to figure that out as we speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do not engage into the subject. Just, yeah. Okay. Fine. What are you up to? Oh, we just had this, uh, got invited to a sweet, fancy dinner. How's, uh, how's Orlick? You ever been? Uh, no. No, no bit about them, but never been. What do they want with you? Ah, uh, they wanted to pay us to uh, take care of those cult guys. They kind of stop what they're doing and look over at you. They want you to take out the cult? What's that? Yeah, I don't know. I was going to question and take the money, but everyone else seemed to want to talk about it with people here. Hmm. <laughs> They'll just kind of nod at each other and then go back to looking at the map. Yeah. You want a drink? Yes. They just pull up the small keg that was sitting at the side of the table with one arm, and they quickly pull you a cup and slide it your way. So we go over to you three, and you walk down the hallway down to Astoria's office, where you see her nameplate is on the door. And you give it a quick knock, and there is no answer. Astoria? Are you in there? You don't hear anything. Well, she keep opening those portals, right? Maybe she's just not in her office. Should we just open it did you hear that hear what i'll open the door i heard someone call for help <laughs> the door doesn't open i kick it open roll it <laughs> that's so wrong MC, what the hell are you doing 20 so you see mc go did you hear that and he looks really concerned, but it's a fake concern. Enzi's not an actor. <laughs> and he tries to open up the door, and it's locked, and he just takes a step backwards, and then just hoofs it. And you see his foot just hits this wood, and it shatters inward, and the hinges break, and the doorknob's a little off, but you see that the door itself is held magically in place in the air and not moving. Why'd you do that? Maybe we shouldn't do that, yeah. <laughs> you know, we could have just went... We could have just went to the main room and just found out where she is. Yeah, exactly. 
instead of forcing our what way the in. Shit? <laughs> this is why the nobles are hiring you. Not if they really hear this. Let's just go find out what the hell happened to Astoria. So you guys all head back to the commons? Yeah. Yeah, we head back to the commons room. We ask around. Hold on. Is there a keyhole or anything like that? Yes. Can we... Can I look through it? Well, no, you... Yeah? Kick the shit out of it. Well, he could look through it, but is it going to see a whole lot? Probably not. I don't know. Lucas, it's a keyhole. There could be boobs on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> what the is. fuck? 50-50. I don't know, like, it's a... This is a weird chance where we can maybe, like, snoop through her office. So as you crouch down, you look through this keyhole, and you can't see a whole lot. It's fairly dark in there, but with your dark vision, you can still see. You see the bottom part of her desk, the carpet, and maybe one of the chairs that are sat there. Okay. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I have a new ability. Fireball. (laughs) (laughs) And I can move to where I can see. It's called Misty Step. Ooh. And I'll go into her office. I'll try to get into her office doing that. Sure. So you see MZ's looking through this keyhole, and he doesn't say a word to you. And he suddenly fades into a mist and slips through the keyhole, and he's gone. Wait. MZ, no! Don't! Ah. You know what? The cult will hate us. The Chosen will hate us. (laughs) They will all hate us. And then we'll have enemies everywhere. We'll have to watch our back. So, MZ, you're in this office now, and you look around. You see the normal layout, the chairs, the desks, and bookshelves. You look over at the door, and you see there's a protective ward on there in case anyone tried to physically break the door down. Okay. So, yeah, now you're here. You see some papers around her desk. You see all the stuff around her office. What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll just look around. Like, what's what's the papers on the desk? What's, you know, like... Right on. Roll me an investigation. So while that's happening, what are our two saintly figures doing in the hallway? Uh, I'll be guarding it. Yeah, I'm going to head down um, to the commons and find out where Astoria is, because that's the simplest thing to do. All right, so Kelsar stressfully walks down that hallway. <sighs> God... Damn it! You know what? I hope he has this, like he has two spells, one to get in and one to get out. Otherwise, he's trapped inside. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, <he just> <laughs> Shit, I didn't think about that. <laughs> That's what I want. No, you did it. No, you did not. No. All right. So, what did you get for investigation? Uh, fifteen. And do you have a spell to get out? Sorry, what did I find out? So, looking through all these things, like the papers on her desk in particular, you notice that it's actually discussing the different areas that were hit outside of Waterdeep and the calculated trajectory of the caravan. You see there's already a few farming villages that have been X'd out, and there is a calculated loss of life, which is quite high, around 250. You see there are quite a few pages that are talking about different groups and militias from Waterdeep they can enlist to bring there, how fast they can get their forces there. Looking around a little bit more in her desk, you find one of the cabinets actually opens up, and it's a number of different files on each of the Chosen. You see one for each of yourselves, you see one for Quintos, Albedo, Sargoth, Elwyn, 
and that's about all the stuff that you find in here. Okay, so there's really nothing of importance here or anything. There's no juicy information laying around. Yeah, just on other members of the Chosen. I can get out. I'm assuming that it's a second level spell. But how many how many spell slots would you have? I can cast four spells a day. Yeah, if it's a second level spell, you can use it as an additional spell slot. So that's no problem. So I'll use it again to get out. So Bordon, you're out there and you're sweating. You've never watched a door like this since you were a little kid messing around in the castle with your brother. And he would go off to sneak some of the wine and he's going to come back with it and you'd have to keep watch. And you're standing outside that door and you're thinking to yourself, Oh God, what are you doing in there, MZ? And just as you're ready to just try to knock on there, Mist comes from under the door and MZ's out again. Did you find first, did you find anything useful? <laughs> no. Second, don't do this again. <laughs> You see Bordon actually has sweat on his brow. <laughs> I just go, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we should head back to... We should find a story. Kelsar, you walk out there and you see Ronnie is just sitting there having some drinks. And they're talking to him about the map and what's going on. But you could see Ronnie's kind of zoning out. But every so often he slides his cup towards him like, I'll have another. And I imagine, Ronnie, that's what you're probably doing this whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's way more interesting than what was going on with the other group, so. That's all I have to say. I just look at them, just like, ugh. So you walk up to them, and they all look up at you and go, ugh. So, um, you guys uh, know where Astoria went? She's in New Dawn. She's in New Dawn? Did she say why, or? There's a big meeting over there. They're trying to figure out how to stop the caravan, because you guys rerouted it, and it's destroying some towns along oh. the way, so I'm trying to figure that out. I, uh, I, I sit down, and I'm just like, and I guess morning, like, I'm just like, oh, like, I can't, I can't believe that we did this. Like, I, I'm sitting there in shame. Well, boy, you got the map in the end, and now we know where they're at, so you saved a lot of lives with that, right? But we could have saved... The, the, those town people too if we just didn't mess with the plan well that's true yeah it doesn't mean now that what? the plan would work I mean I know I'm not still I'm not there yet but if I can overhear what you're saying I'm just going to say that maybe the plan wasn't going to work and our plan worked just worked just fine maybe with a little bit of improvisation but MZ knows how well the plan worked well what do you need a story for we met, we went to a meeting with this uh, lord. Uh, his name was uh, Imer Orlik. We're trying to find out information about him, but seeing as the story is not here, not really a case. Well, we're sitting in a common slash library, so why don't you read a damn book? That it's actually a good idea. Thank you, Rudrorf. <laughs> He just nods at you and looks back at his map. Make me an investigation check. Yep, yeah, I'm an idiot. Three. So you are overwhelmed. There are so many books. I'm <laughs> just used to Master Typhon handing you them when you needed them. <laughs> books! <laughs> books! <laughs> so many pages! Or not help! Or not help! 
So you two hear Kalsar saying this as you're walking into the commons, and he's just looking at these giant shelves of books, looking frazzled. Uh, okay, so what are you looking for, Kelsar? Book on nobles. Okay, so maybe we should start... Those books are probably organized by name, I would guess. Okay. So maybe we should start with either O or H. So it would be either house or going straight to Orlok. What do you guys think? Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Roll me an investigation board on. 14. So you look through this book, you give it a quick scan. It's a very high level overlook of sanctuary. And there's some areas with the noble houses in it. As you look a little further, you find House Orlek, and you look through their history really quick. It seems that they're loyal to the king, because at one point back in the past, their house actually stopped an assassination attempt against them. And since then, they've been a loyal house that has helped not only protect the king, but they've also helped improve foreign trade and merchantile. Okay, so Mm. that's a good thing, but... Is the crown good? Is the crown fair? Well, maybe we could find out uh, a book about the crown. Sure, but usually the winners, they they rewrite history, right? Like, not they rewrite, they write history. So, I guess we can try, but if there's something well, wrong... Well, fuck, Bordon, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll look for... Like for a book of the crown. One more check. 13. So looking through the book a little bit more, you find the area on the royalty. And the ruling houses, they've been both good and bad. You've seen some rulers who've led this country to greatness and others that have caused issues. But for the most part, it's been good. As far as the current royal family, there were two brothers, an older one, Prince Ptolemy, who was lost at sea, he was seen as the more valiant and battle-worthy brother. And the younger one, Kitakathis, he was seen more as the study and the more spellcaster type. And he, some see him as a very good businessman, where others just wish he was a little more valiant like his brother. Okay, but how long, like, how old is House Orlik? House Orlik has been around for a few generations now. Yeah, cause, because, like, it doesn't matter if the crown now is fair and fine. I just wanted to crisscross, you know, to see if during that period, if the crown was, you know... They were very fair during that period, and it looks like the attempt was made by the Assassinations Guild. Mm. So now my next, like, my line of thought is, would... Like, Orlek, I don't know, create this assassination attempt and then, like, foil it? Why would he do that, though? Well, so he could get, like, his nobility, like, his title, right? Hmm. I feel like Bordon's favorite TV show would be those conspiracy theory ones. I mean, (laughs) it's not like that my whole kingdom was destroyed because of that, right? Yeah. I mean, I had enough. He's just asking questions, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> There's a book 
here about jet fuel not melting steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wearing my tinfoil hat? I need it. You're wearing a tin. You're wearing a tinfoil suit. <laughs> I'm wearing. So what do you all think, Death Shift? MZ, you've been helping leaf through these books. Ronnie, you've been drinking with three dwarves. And Kelsar and Bordon, you've been discussing this. How much time did we spend doing that? Like six hours? Definitely a couple hours. I think we should trust them. Yeah, I overall don't see any negative benefits to us working with them. I yeah. I mean, maybe we could, like, hit down and ask people... It's already late, though, Burdon. There's not much we can do. Okay. Not unless the vulgar, not unless the vulgar unicorn is, is open. Maybe the tavern people would know. That's what I was thinking. You know, maybe a gossip or two. Maybe we could find it. I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't trust them, but we should tread carefully because we don't know. I mean, to be honest, like only the chosen is actually backing us up, and um. Well, they seem trustworthy, but still. MZ, MZ puts his hand on Borodon's shoulder, and he says, You're a worrywart. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to trust him or not? I w not even trust him. Do you want to go with him and accept his offer or not? I need to know if he's reliable, if I can trust him. It's not like if I like it or not. Okay, but Borodon, even if we did get asked the tavern people and they said that he's a good guy, would that even convince you? I mean, at some point we have to decide and like we're going to need some allies here and we're already severely outclassed by the, by the cultists. We need something to give us an edge. Well, sure. It's just, like I said, it's fishy that they haven't funded the chosen but they're funding us because we're doing things off the record but sure if you guys think that's the best idea then i'll go with you guys thank you so you all have a pretty good sleep except for board on board on you have so many nightmares about snakes because you're just so stressed out and worried so much bad stuff has happened lately and you feel like you're walking into a trap you all wake up and you're so hungry you're used to there being like a breakfast buffet for y'all to have, but there's nothing here. You don't see the three dwarves out there in the lobby. They must still be sleeping, and there's no food around here. Mm, that's concerning. They should have better servants. Where's the something's going on that we don't know about? I don't know. We have been gone for quite a while. A lot could happen in two weeks. I guess. I mean, I'm not going to say anything anymore. So what do we want to do? Do we want to, do we want to go to this guy's place this morning, or? I mean, we could get something to eat, of course, or we can get get some supplies. How about this? How about we go to the vulgar unicorn, get breakfast there, and then go to this guy's place while we're there. You know, we can. All right, that's a good idea, MC. Yeah. I don't know, listen to some gossip or something, I don't know. It's a good idea. Is there any chance that he just summoned us? Because basically the whole Chosen is not here? That's possible too. Maybe he did try to contact them during the two weeks and he couldn't. Sure. 
Well, he would have had more than just two weeks to contact him. This guy's obviously, this family's well established here. Mm -hmm. And like he said before, they didn't fund for, for a reason. So. True. I, I need my plot twist. That's what I'm looking for. So you guys go to head out to go grab some breakfast because you're so hungry and you're a little annoyed. So you go, you open up the door to outside, and what you see before you is a man strung up on a post. This post looks like it was slammed down into the ground, and this man is has a smile cut into his face, and his eyelids have been removed, so he's just staring straight at you. You see all his tendons on his wrists and ankles are cut, and you see the main artery areas have all been cut. And inside his mouth, you see what appears to be a dead black snake just hanging out of it. Like, they really made sure that this guy was dead, right? (laughs) By the gods, what happened? How could this happen? Frick travelers, oh my goodness, that body was just done. Like the cultures always go so overboard, you don't need to just go the whole nine yards, maybe you can just go the whole two yards, like we're okay just saying, hey we killed someone, okay thanks, bye. You know, but the cult's like, no, we're super hardcore, you got to know about the stuff we do. Ugh. Oh, Death Chef, for once they actually had a decent day, a, a good stomach full of food, and they even got to read a few books. But just, what, what a way to ruin a morning, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm flustered, and I, I'm not even there right now. Hello, travelers. Thanks for coming along for the tale today. It was quite a bit of fun, actually. And if you want to give us a little bit of support, why don't you hop on over to the Atunes and give us a good review? It helps us get noticed and get our word out there, and we really appreciate it. It makes it feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And hop on over to the Twitter, where you can find us at Ballad7Dice, where we're always posting cool things. We also got an Instagram, if you want to check that out. Kelsar's been manning that, putting up the things he's painting. He's getting pretty damn good. Well, travelers, I must be off. And as always, I bid you adieu. An invitation to the meeting of the worthy came to each of them mysteriously, an opportunity to join the hero's games. But they were not the intended recipients, because they're not heroes. When the night takes a grisly turn and they're caught in the mess, what will they do to prove they're not also the villains? Sacrosanct is an LGBTQ plus friendly, narrative-based Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast set in a Forgotten Realms alternate reality where the world of Faerun is in shambles following the collapse of the gods. Available wherever you get your podcasts.